0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle.
1: Good morning. Good morning. We have an amazing guest here today on Tactical Tuesday. I've got my good friend, Justin Bring is here. Justin, what's going on, man? Let's see, maybe something's wrong with my audio. Can you guys, thumbs up if you can hear Justin. Maybe there's something wrong on my side. Can you guys hear Justin? Nope, we can't hear you yet, Justin. I see you. Nope, not yet. While he is testing his audio, I'm gonna brag about Justin for a minute. So Justin, nope, still nothing, Justin. You're probably on mute. Oh, no, he's not muted. He's, he's, he's actually is he's unmuted, but I can hear you, Rodrigo. So clearly our audio is working. Yeah. All right. So while he, he's not even going to get to hear me brag about him, because I want to play this. Uh, let's see if we got him now. I'm going to brag about him because he has an amazing journey in his real estate career. Did we get your audio going, Justin?
0: Yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh yeah. Now I just got to wear a headset, I guess, today. Damn it. I'm going to mess up my hair.
1: Did, but, but you look like a rock star, even with the headset.
0: Yeah. Cause you, you know, I've been c- keeping a shaved head. I've been growing it out. So I don't know. I'm in new territory. <laughs> I'm in new territory right now.
1: There you go. There you go. I love it. All right, cool. So guys, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Justin. Uh, Justin has had an amazing journey. When I first uh, met him just a few years ago, um, I mean, it was really him, but a small team and he was doing about 20, 25 million a year. This year they're on pace to do 120 sides, 65 million. I mean, the growth in just a couple of years with a global pandemic in the middle was pretty impressive, Justin. Thank you. Uh, so, so we're going to focus on leverage and leads today. Um, this is going to be something we're, on Tuesdays, Justin, on this show, we like, to, we like to keep it pretty tactical in terms of action-oriented things. And when I thought of who could I bring on that is one of the most action-oriented people I know, your name. Justin, is you're going to find, he is a ball of energy. He talks fast. He thinks fast. One of the most ambitious people I've met in this industry. Um, thanks for being here, dude.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: And he's a little rock star, but that's a whole separate conversation. All right, so uh, let, let's dive in. He uh, he's been, you know, close about 120 deals this year, and you've got this like massive team, right? Just like hundreds of people doing all these deals. correct? how, how big was your team for most of this
0: year? Uh, three, me included. So me and two agents.
1: Okay, you guys get this. You don't need a ton of people. His next his next step is to scale, but for now, you can do a lot of deals with a small group of people. And to do that, you got to use some leverage. So let's first start talking off about the different places your deals come from, and then we'll get into some of that leverage. But where where do your deals come from, Manly? Because you got a lot going on.
0: Well, I see Rodrigo there with a y Lopo shirt on. So uh, Ylopo is, is my main hub. I'll, I'll just reverse back a few years. I came back into real estate in the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And I've, I've been on the phone as a prospector since 1999. So online leads, portal leads, uh, Facebook leads, PPC leads were always something I've been accustomed to. And so I went back to what I was used to. Uh, And then a couple of years ago, I found a company called Ylopo. And Ylopo does everything that I was trying to do, except for I don't have to do it. They do it for you. And uh, they generate, I I have two funnels, actually three funnels with them. Uh, My first funnel is pay-per-click. And I do both buyer and seller leads through their pay-per-click program they run Facebook leads. So I do buyer and seller both on the Facebook side of things. And then they have the local service ads through Google that I also do.
1: I love it. And guys, if you have questions on any of those, the reason we do this live, because I mean, this is a recording and people will listen to this later. But if you're on here live and you have questions, type them in the box, come off mute, let us know so we can actually break any of those down. But most of you probably know what those three categories are. Love it. And and I do love y Lopo as well. Just so you know, when we're talking about the YLOPO, the the Facebook or the pay-per-click leads, I mean, those leads are still leads, right? I mean, is there anything special about a YLOPO pay-per-click lead or is it at the bottom line still a pay-per-click lead?
0: It's still a pay-per-click lead. What what I like about YLOPO is their dynamic retargeting. And so a lead comes in. The the normal flow of a lead is a lead comes in. I have an ISA, an inside sales agent that's in my office full-time. The lead comes in to her. At the same time, I use a system called call action call action with uh, a different Jesse. Uh, It does automatic ringless voicemail drops and text messages. And the amount of touches that call action can have on a lead is outstanding compared to what you yourself can physically do. So a brand new lead comes in. It's sent over to the ISA. The ISA immediately starts calling. Uh, At the same time, the call action plan comes from me. So I have my ISA, her own call action number. I have my own call action number. But the message coming through call Action is like, hi, this is Justin. I'm the CEO and founder of the Bring Us Home team. Thanks for visiting our website. Somebody from our client care department is going to be reaching out to you, and it's just a soft introduction to let them know that they're going to start being called. Uh, On top of that, through Wailopo, I have artificial intelligence. We Wailopo named her Raya. And Raya will start texting the client as if they're my assistant. Hi, this is the Bring Us Home Team's assistant. Thanks for visiting our website, whether it's a buyer or seller. And the neat thing about this is uh, Southern California, we have a high Spanish uh, population. And if somebody starts speaking Spanish, Raya can actually speak Spanish. She won't speak at first, but she'll speak it if spoken to. And I'll I'll tell you this, there have been, it's mostly men, they hang up on me, but then they'll have a three hour conversation with a robot. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and the robot will actually convert to an appointment. It's it's pretty pretty neat. So we yeah, have a lot of automation going on.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, and and guys, we are gonna spend a few minutes talking about this automation because when you're looking at leverage, if you have a three-person team selling over a hundred units, you gotta be employing some leverage. I'm typing in the chat box, by the way, some of these systems. Judy, Judy is asking, you know, can you spell it? So why Lopo is the main engine? It's the last five letters of monopoly spelled backwards. And how do they spell their, uh, their, 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 the text assistant that you're talking about? I Raya. think
0: Raya is R A Y R A I Y A. excuse me.
1: Okay. It's artificial intelligence, basically. R-A-I-Y-A, Raya.
0: I spelt it. There, there you go. go.
1: Not, not to be confused with the Disney movie, Raya, which is The Last Dragon, which brings the world back together. Totally separate, totally separate concept.
0: Although sometimes Raya can feel like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those of you without kids have no idea what we're talking about, but Justin and I were on, were on that kid <laughs> train, right? That's right. (laughs) All right, cool. So you've got these automations running. You've got this leverage, which um, how important are these systems for the volume you guys are able to produce?
0: Uh, Very important. I'm going to revert back if I can go back in time for one moment and just say before I had all of this, my very first and best hire was an assistant. Um, I was scared to death to hire an assistant. My business still wasn't consistent and I was like how am I going to pay for this assistant? And I will say that that was one of the best moves I ever made because the minute I brought on an assistant that was capable. I've had some that weren't capable. The minute I brought one on that was capable, it gave me so much of my life back that I was able to do what I do best and I'm a heavy prospector and my business went like this and I never had a concern with how I was going to pay her. So I will say that is one of the first hires that I made because you have to clear the administrative stuff as much as possible off your plate so that you can focus on working on your business.
1: 100%. So when when was that that you hired that first assistant?
0: Uh, I don't think that was until 2017. I came back into real estate in 14. So I worked two years without one. Okay. My first year, uh, I, I say back to real estate, from 99 to 2008, I was doing loans. I was a loan officer. In 2008, when the market crashed, I didn't plan the business well. I went into for-profit education. Anybody worked in San Diego. I was working at a school called Ashford University. Then I came back to the real estate side in 2014, October of. Uh, worked my tail off. All I had money for was Red X. I spent 10 hours a day calling expires and cancels. Couldn't get anybody to list with me until January. It took me three months. Then my first year in, I closed 22 transactions, just under $5 million. In My second year, I did 32 at 15.8.
1: Wow. So what, what do you attribute that? Because first of all, as you say this, I guarantee there are people on here who are thinking there's no way I could do that for three months, 10 hours a day without having any success. What, what do you think it was about you that kept you going?
0: Drive. I wanted it. I wanted it better. I, I wanted it more than other people. I wanted it more than I wanted it myself. I just wanted it. And I knew I could do it. And I, I, I mean, I, I look at a lot of high-producing leaders. And, I, and I, I I try to put myself in rooms with people that are doing 300, 500, a billion and a half a year. I've been in some of these rooms with some of these people, and I'm constantly learning. I'm trying to be the smallest fish in the biggest room because I listen to what other people are doing, and I implement it right away. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people, uh, Dan Beer said it, John Cheplak, a, a coach, has said it, the difference between people that have success quicker than others is how quickly they implement what they're taught. And some people sit on the fence for weeks or months and don't do anything about it. And I implement it right away. And without saying a name, I'll say this. In November, I, I've i had a goal. I live in Marietta, California. There's about 42,000 homes in my city. There's a 92562 and a 92563, two zip codes. And I set a goal that I wanted to farm the entire city. That's my goal. And in November, I started farming 10,000 homes. I did the Keller Williams eight by eight, didn't get anything out of it. I got refinance calls from my lender. I got no real estate hits. Then in March, I added another 11,000 homes. Uh, Up until last week, nothing. I go to this event. Uh, a few weeks ago meeting with another agent in san diego that does very very well he shares with me a postcard that he shared with another agent i go talk to this other agent he goes man i started my farm in november zero hits i'm like dude that's my story and he's like i changed to this postcard and in 24 hours i had 20 hits uh we changed to that postcard it hit all the houses on thursday we've had 60 registers so far on our qr code and I've had nothing for six months. But it just shows you that these people, these agents, men and women that are doing so well, when they give you something, they're giving you nuggets. You just got to do it. And I mean, I can't tell you how ecstatic I am that it wasn't working. And now all of a sudden, the simple change of a postcard and a color and the the verbiage uh, makes it 60 hits. Nothing in six months, 60 scans so far on that QR code.
1: That's awesome, and that's that collaboration is is huge. But but I, but more than that, it's it's the fact that you actually implemented. Because like you said, so guys, if you're if you're taking notes or taking this down, if you're trying to model after someone who has success, look at the speed at which when Justin learns something new, he's putting it into action.
0: Like well, like the ISA, I I, I went to a, an expensive event. I think it was in April, uh, and it was an ISA event of some leaders in real estate that are doing a lot of business sharing with us how they structured, how they paid, how they hired. They gave us the job description. I copied that son of a th- that son of a gun and just changed my name. You know, when it said the, the best company or the best team in San Diego, I said, striving to be. And so I just changed the verbiage a little bit. And within two weeks, I had my ISAs up and running. And there are some teams that I'm familiar with that were at that same event and they still don't have ISAs. <laughs>
1: Right. Why are you on these trainings if you're not taking it? And when you find something, here's the thing. Do you, well, let me ask you a question, Justin. You learn a lot. Do you implement every single thing you learn or just certain things that resonate?
0: No, just things that resonate. I, I try to gravitate towards people that I admire. Um, I say it like this. I always tell people I chase rabbits. And what I mean by that is I find people in the industry that I look up to that have a style similar to mine. I appreciate what they're doing in the community. I appreciate what they're giving back. I appreciate how they're contributing. I admire their business model and I mirror them and I try to chase them down like a dog in a race chasing a rabbit. And when I catch them, I find somebody else. And I'm just always, and now, now I'm looking at like Chris Lindahl that did a billion and a half last year, Dan Beer, who will close 700 plus homes this year. And, and, I, and I'm behind them. I'm nowhere near them, but I figured that's a big enough rabbit to chase for a long enough time that if I could get 50% of what they're doing, I'm killing it.
1: Dude, I love it. Although I know you well enough, I think to know for, for the sake of being on camera now, you might say you're, well, you're, little, you're, you're behind those guys, but my guess is your goal is to be there. Correct. I mean, is that your ambition? Because I know some of your your, your big plans.
0: Uh, yeah. Our goal this year was 150. I think we'll end at about 120, 130. Uh, my goal next year is 300. My goal in 2023 is 500. And I want 1,000 in 2024.
1: There you go. Do, do you guys hear the clarity of that vision when he says it out loud?
0: It's going to be a hard road to get there, but I'm going to try.
1: We're not, of course it might be hard. And that's, and that's that voice that as he declares it, of course you have that voice and just listen to his psychology as like, like, like any normal human being, you have that start to pop in your head Well, this that's a big vision it's going to be challenging. But, but when you say it, Justin, you have such crystal clear clarity and focus and like, it's just a bold declaration. I love that about you.
0: Because I've been saying it for a long time and I'm a believer that what I put out in the universe, I'm going to attract back. Uh, and I like to tell myself, it's not to boast, it's not to brag. I mean, I've got a long, I've been telling myself 150 for two, three years. Uh, I'm going to finally get close to it this year. But the reason why I give myself those goals is I have to have something to drive towards. And if I put it out there, I know I'm going to attract it. And if I put it out there, it's almost like its it's forcing me to have to do it. Yeah.
1: I love it. All right. So, so let's, let's change gears slightly because I want to make sure we get enough time here. You, 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 we were talking before and you said your number one lead source is the, the Y Lopal pay-per-click leads, correct? Yes. Okay. And these are mainly buyer leads or seller leads?
0: There, I, I, convert, I uh, generate both, both buyer and seller. Um, buyer leads are, are pretty strong because you got to understand in order to come to Google, you have intent you have to come to Google and type in a search keyword like real estate agent in Marietta, or homes for seller. And we rotate the keywords that we're purchasing because sometimes keywords will do really good and sometimes they're not. Uh, And based upon the amount of hits that Google says a certain keyword is hitting, Ylopo purchases those things for me. They're doing all that on my behalf. And so you'll find that the PPC leads, you're getting them many times before they hit the main funnels.
1: So you're coaching them upstream.
0: You are. And I would say on average, they're about 90 days to six months out.
1: Which is actually pretty short for for an online PPC.
0: Yeah. And we're converting them at just over 10% right now. Uh, We've had a little bit of a dip in our conversion because we brought on one new agent and we brought on an ISA and I have given up the lead. See, up until two months ago, I was calling every single lead every single day. I was in my office for five hours a day, prospecting and doing a really good job at it, but it doesn't allow me to do anything else, right? And so I, awesome. had to, I, so I had to pass that torch to her and there's been a little bit of a, a learning curve, but she's actually doing really well. I think last week she set 19 appointments.
1: Okay that's fantastic. So 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 let's talk about it because we started out talking about the automation but you were literally on the phone and by the way guys if you can't see yourself being on the phone 5 hours a day plan your own course find your own vision but converting at a 10% rate is really, really astronomically high. You know that, Justin, for the industry. That's like-
0: We're, we're doing we're doing really well with our conversions, but it, it's my follow-up and it's my systems. And I have so many touch points. Uh, I'm just going to talk about Ylopo for an instant. What they do is they do what's called dynamic retargeting. So when a lead comes to our website, whether we get a hold of you or not, whether you, let's just say that we get a hold of you and then all of a sudden you ghost us. I have a call action campaign that's a ghost campaign. So we turn you on to call action and call action starts sending you text messages and ringless voicemail drops as if it's coming from me, but I don't have to do it. I can be out showing homes or meeting with listing appointments, recruiting agents, and call actions doing all this stuff to bring them back to the website. Once they come back to the website, we will receive what's called a a Y priority alert. That means somebody's come back to the website after a certain amount of days of being away. They saved a home. They asked to view a home. I'm looking at my dashboard right now to my right. In the last 30 days, um, we've had 523 lead. We have a database of almost 30,000. We're about to dump 20,000 more people in there. So, out of 30,000 people right now, 9,500 of those people were able to find them on social media. So, a third. Out of those 9,500 people that we're able to find on social media, 523 of those people were engaged with our listing alerts last month. 20 of those people raised their hand. A hand raiser is, I saved a home, I want to see a home, introduce me to a lender, I want to meet with you type of stuff. Um, The reach that they have, 104,360 people saw my brand on Facebook last month. Uh, 1,465 people we've recaptured from from remarketing and 1,197 people are engaging in our listing alerts right now. Wow. That's the type of stuff Lopo does. Right. And, and what and they're doing we, is- Go on. What, what they're doing is they're bringing all of those people to the surface for me, right? I, I can take, for instance, I've taken farms and that's why we're going to dump another 20,000 a day. I can take, go to Cold uh, Cold Coal Realty Resource pull a farm of 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 homes. I can dump them into follow-up bosses, the CRM I use. I can tag them remarketing through Lopo And what Ylopo will do is start going through and looking for them on social media. And then what Ylopo does, once they find them on social media, it starts to retarget them. So now when they click on my ad, they come to my website. Now it's not, I'm not just calling you from Call Realty Resource. Now I got you on my website. Now I have a reason. Now you know me. Right, because you visited my website, and it makes it a stronger call versus me just calling as a circle dial and saying, "Hey, we sold a home down the street from you. When's the last time you thought of making a move?"
1: I, I love it. And someone asked, uh, Lindsay asked a question uh, to you. When you're spending that time, are you calling everybody? Are you text messaging them, or do you, when you have your, you know, the f- five hours you were doing up to a couple months ago, was that mainly just hitting the phones, or was there text in there also? It, it,
0: it, it, it was phone calls and text messages. Barry Jenkins is a agent in Virginia. He's a big partner with Wilopo. Uh, he, I think, sells about a thousand homes out there. He, I used, if, if you go to y Lopo, he's got a master class that he teaches on how to use follow up boss in Lopo. And he has what's called smart lists in a pr- particular system that he set up. I use that system. So I use his smart list number one through 10. And then he has text messages that accompany each different smart list. And so I just memorized list number four, so text message number four. So as I was making the call, I would make the text afterwards. And then you've got Raya continuing to text, who's my AI assistant. And now we have call action continuing to text and, and leave ringless voicemail drops. Yeah. And and so I it seems like a lot, but nobody nobody gets angry at me. Nobody's like, man, I mean, one out of a hundred people are like, you calling too much because I got so many different avenues. And I've had conversion monster for a little bit. We're we're stopping that at the end of this month. So <laughs> conversion monster guys is an external ISA. I had them on a call-only package, so they were not. Texting, they were not emailing. They were just um, helping out Raya. They were they take Raya's schedule and they call in between if you do the call only package.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you track this, but even anecdotally, like, can you tell how many, how much of the success would you attribute to the actual prospecting you or your ISA is doing versus the responses to the automations, or is it really a combination of the two?
0: And to be honest with you, it, the money's made in the follow up, so it's a combination of everything that we have. So, you know, so, and, and, it, and it's just, and it's, it's also when you get the client on the phone, it, it's being okay with being told no, but having the grit to keep asking questions.
1: Talk to me about that. Let's spend a few minutes on that when you actually do get them on the phone. So, so, you, so my,
0: my pitch normally is this, Hey Jesse, uh, thanks for visiting our website. I see that you found us on Google, uh, looking at homes in Marietta and Jesse, I just wanted to reach out to you this morning. Cause I wasn't sure if you're just looking for fun or if you're starting to plan a move.
1: Going to roleplay? Um, just, j- just kind of looking for fun.
0: Hey, man, I totally get it. My wife and I look all the time. I'll be super honest with you, we're not moving anywhere anytime soon, Jesse. But you know, now that you found the website, what are you seeing so far that you like, and what are you wanting to stay away from?
1: Um, I mean, we're just we're just really kind of kind of po- poking around. I mean, I, I, I don't know, just kind of it's some
0: interesting places. Gotcha. What have you seen interesting so far? And the point, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to open up because if I ask you, what are you looking for, Jesse? And you just started your home search today. You're going to say, I don't know. If I ask you, what have you seen that you like? And what do you don't like? You usually go to one of the two. I don't want an HOA. Correct. Or I I saw the single story with a three car garage and a pool and RV parking. You just gave me a description of what you want. Yeah,
1: I I had a really hard time not answering that question. I was trying to tell you no, and it was almost impossible. Okay. Like like, that's the whole point of it. It really, did you guys hear how confident and happy, but he's just an easy, Like I I love that. Justin. Thank you. Your skills come through very clearly. Thank you. And all right. Um, Got a few more minutes. So what else would you say Or if you're training a new ISA? So if, you're, if you were training an ISA, what are the other key takeaways that you... And by the way, when I say ISA, guys, that's an inside sales associate. If you don't have an ISA on your team, you are the ISA, right? So for a lot of you guys, if you were going to give advice to someone, Justin, what are some key takeaways that you would want someone to learn right away when they're first starting out in that position?
0: You know, I got very, very lucky. I found a girl that came from the auto industry. She was working for a dealer uh, or a company that owned seven dealerships. And so when these uh, car buyers were coming to a website over the weekend, clicking on a house or clicking on a car, excuse me, uh, she was responsible for getting them on the phone and getting them to come into the dealership. So I was luckily able to find somebody who already had grit and perseverance and had the ability to keep asking questions. Uh, But to be honest with you, when I brought the ISAs in the past, I was like, memorize these scripts, memorize them and be perfect at them. Uh, And this time you're going to think I'm crazy. I took the scripts away. Tell me more. I took him away, and I, I said, "I want you to focus on having a conversation. I want you to come across as somebody that really cares." John Maxwell says people don't care how much uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so I wanted it to be a natural conversation. I, I gave the opening line script: "Hey, are you looking for fun or starting to plan a move?" But after that, I think when people are so built up on scripts, they're not listening to the conversation. They're planning what their next comment or what their next objection handler is going to be, or their next line on the script versus actually listening to what the person is saying. Um, I had a buyer that came on the phone the other day. Uh, I called, somebody had missed the appointment. So I reached out to him. And the first thing she told me was, first of all, she said she wasn't gonna buy anything until January. Then she told me she had to go because she had a work call starting in two minutes. And this was at six o'clock at night. So I called a little bit of BS in my mind because I don't know who's having work meetings at six o'clock at night, um, unless you work in a different industry, but I knew what she was doing and it just didn't make sense to me. So I said, hey, I'm gonna let you go, but I've got a quick 30 seconds. What changes for you in January to make it a better time to buy? That turned into a 40 minute long conversation. She came into my office, we signed a BRE and we just closed with her recently a couple of weeks ago. The point was, I just don't take no, you know, um, I understand that in psychology, we're taught that if I tell you, no, you're supposed to leave me alone. I mean, who's gone to the department store and you're looking at a pair of jeans and the young lady or young man comes out and says, can I help you? You say no. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, Hey, uh, young lady, young man, can you come back here? Do you have these in this size? You just weren't ready, but had that salesperson come up to you and ask you a different question, like, Hey, what brought you into the store today? well, I'm looking for a pair of jeans, it might've opened up the conversation because we're, we're, we're put into defense when somebody's, buyers and sellers think that we're salesmen and that we're gonna trap them and that we're gonna force them to do something that they don't wanna do. And I'm not here to sell a pencil to somebody who doesn't need a pencil. What I'm here to do is to, to give you the information that you need that I know so that you can make an informed decision. And when I come from a, a, a perspective of value, and giving you information, you buy into me. And we start to build rapport. When we build rapport, we build trust, and now you're willing to work with me. And I'll I'll leave it at this if I may, and I know this is kind of off the topic of of leverage and leads, but what I'm seeing right now, and I think Jesse, you saw this video, what I'm seeing a lot of buyer's agents do right now is they're running what I call a reactive campaign. They're waiting for some agent that they know or don't know to list a home in some area that hopefully their buyer wants to move into. And when it hits the market, hopefully you see it quick enough. Hopefully you get out there fast enough. Hopefully you can get into the home. Hopefully you're the highest up. Hope, 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 hope. It's not a strategy. You're running a reactive campaign. You're waiting for something to happen in the market. And then you react to it. Well, everybody's doing that. And I talk to buyers all the time. And they're like, so what is your agent doing for you? Well, they're sending me listings from the MLS or their website. Okay, great. What else are you doing? Well, I'm looking on Redfin and real. Okay, great. You guys are looking at the same information. Anything else you're doing? No, that's it. What I encourage my agents to do and what I encourage all of you guys to do is think about it differently and say, what can I do to run an active campaign? Calling expireds, calling with uh, uh, um, canceled, circle dialing, looking up the agent in this neighborhood who sells the most homes and calling them up and giving them cookies and saying, great job. Hey, by the way, do you have any sellers sitting on the fence that if I were to bring a buyer by would like to sell off market? They just don't want to have 100 people through their house this weekend door knocking, uh, handwritten cards, flyers, postcards, etc. There's things that we can be doing to run an active campaign to find an off market opportunity for our buyer where they don't have to compete. And now if you find that seller, guess what? They're moving somewhere too. Right? So just a different philosophy, a different way to look at things.
1: Dude, I love it. All right. Those of you on camera, I want you to raise your hand if you both learned something and you're lit up and inspired right now. Okay. It's like, Justin, this is so incredibly good. Like, You have even the last, I mean, you were always good, but in the last two years, you have progressed so much and you are, dude, you are on fire right now.
0: Well, like, thanks. I'm just, I'm trying to learn. And y- you know, somebody said uh, on a webinar I was watching right now, you should be in information overload, meaning trying to learn as much as you can right now in quarter three so that you can pick what pieces of it you want to start implementing into your business. And so right now it's just, it's learn mode. It's finding different perspectives, different way of doing things. And like I started earlier, that switch switching a postcard is game changer for me. I mean, I'm going to send that postcard out again next month. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to ask the guy that gave it to me. Like, should I change it? But I mean, to go from nothing in six months to 60 hits, that's amazing. In three days, four days.
1: That is incredible, dude. Well, thank you for being here, Justin. Uh, you are tagging me. this post. And by the way, if someone knows, Justin is growing. So if you know someone in Southern California that's looking for a uh, looking for a team, connect them to Justin.
0: <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And I wish everybody a ton of success. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm an open book. I, I will share anything and everything. Uh, if you need scripts, if you need the ISA job description or how to anything at all, uh, introduction to YLOPO, any of the systems that I'm using, I'd be more than happy to go over it with anybody uh, because when you really sit down and we didn't have enough time to talk about it today, but when you really look into the systems that I'm using, it's what's allowing us to have the success that we're having. Now we need people.
1: I love it. All right, guys, Tackle Tuesday. We are out. Justin, thank you for being here. This is incredible. Guys, Thanks. have an awesome day.